Hi, and welcome to another one of our little podcasts. Today is Saturday in the second week of Lent, otherwise known as March 11th, 2023. And today we're going to be having a reading from the lectionary from the book of the prophet Micah. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance that dwells apart in the woodland, in the midst of Carmel. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in the days of old, as in the days when you came from the land of Egypt to show us wonderful signs. Who is like you, the God who removes guilt and pardons sin for the remnant of his inheritance? Why does not persist your anger forever, <clears throat> but delights rather in clemency? and will again have compassion on us, treading underfoot our guilt. You will cast into the depths of the sea all our sins. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and grace to Abraham. As you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old, the word of the Lord. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is kind and merciful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. The Lord is kind and merciful. He pardons all your iniquities and heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with kindness and compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. Not according to our sins does he deal with us, nor does he requite us according to our crimes. The Lord is kind and merciful. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. The Lord is kind and merciful. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ, wisdom of God the Father. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ, Wisdom of God the Father. I will get up and go to my Father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wisdom of God the Father. A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began complaining, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. <clears throat> so to them Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate, that I should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. 
After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country, where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dispensation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. <clears throat> and he no longer, and he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat, but here I am dying of hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would one of your hired workers. So he got up, went back to his father, while he was still a long way off. And his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fatted calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he was nearing the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fatted calf because he has Come back to him safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, the father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered the fatted calf? He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's readings are readings that remind us of the great love God has for us, the great price that we ourselves are given in exchange for our sins, a great blessing, if you will. But it also highlights something even more the simple fact that we don't understand God's mercy. We don't understand a God that removes guilt and pardons sins because he will not persist in being angry with us forever. 
And we seem to have a false understanding of the gospel message because of it. There are many people out there that will talk about a substitutionary penal death portion as being the central most thing that the gospel hinges upon. But it's not. It's not about us paying a debt or having a debt paid that we did not owe. It is not about us being worthless sinners deserving hell. It is not about our rejection of God, per se. But it is about God's love. And this is something that blows our mind. God loves you. That is the central point of the gospel. That is the reason for everything. The reason you exist, the reason he calls you to be a Christian, to be a Catholic, and to live a certain lifestyle. Live a way in which is unique to you. And that's something that's important for you to understand. See, God will not keep his anger forever for part of his inheritance. If we become what he is to inherit, what he is to possess. And that's something the sons didn't get in the parable. Many of us focus upon the prodigal son and say that's where the love is directed, but it's really directed to both. And it's the love of God that's being shown here. <clears throat> Both sons, on some level, wanted the father to do something for them. Be their slave. Be their servant. The first basically wanted dad to die so he could have his inheritance, go off into the world and do his own thing. Many of us do that in our own way with sin. We choose to believe that there is no God. We become atheists. We reject the church. We run away from things so that we can justify a life of dispensation. Sin, in other words. We want to mold God into our image and our likeness instead of be the reflection of God to the world. The younger son got it, and he repented, and he came back. Just like all the tax collectors and sinners that were drawing near to Jesus, but these religious Pharisees and scribes that were complaining about him welcoming sinners were just the older brothers that didn't realize that just because they had always stayed Christian, Jewish, Catholic, However you want to understand the meaning here. Because they were always faithful to the gospel. Doesn't make them less. Doesn't make them make a demand on God. And his love and how he should love. The younger son repented and came home. 
And the dad was so overjoyed, he slaughtered a calf for him. He threw a celebration. He had a sacrificial offering in Jesus and a mass to celebrate him coming home. And the older son was upset. You never went to a cross for the angels. You want to be loving to them who spent everything you gave them on evil things. You live with women, men, improperly. And you're willing to forgive all that. And the dad basically says, hey, he took his inheritance. Everything left is yours. Why do you want me dead? Come in, celebrate that your brother has come to his senses and come home. Be happy with me for them. He swallowed up your property with prostitutes, and for him you slaughter the fatted calf. For him you spend money. For him you make him welcome in church. We must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and now is found. Can you want somebody who abused you, raped you, destroyed your life, harmed you in some devastating way to enter heaven? If you are that person that looks at somebody you hate and says they can't get into heaven because they wronged me, then you are the older brother in this parable of the prodigal son. Because you're saying, hey, this guy did this to me. Why aren't you taking revenge and casting them in hell or causing them to have boils on their head? And to you, God says these words. My son, you've been here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But rejoice with me that your brother has repented. Because he was dead. And he's now alive. Can you do that? 